Welcome into the after show. Um, we just recorded our clue episode and it went, I would say better than I expected. Um, besides clue this week, we watched some other stuff or, or at least I and did that again. It is. Yeah. I cut out for a second there. Shit. Whatever. Fact, I'm just, just keep going. <laughs> it's fine. I'm using my recording. So, um, if not, that's what the after show is. It's not super edited. I, I didn't do any editing on it last week um, because unlike you, Nick, I don't want to spend the time editing. Um, so did you guys watch anything cool? Um, before um, I just start taking over and I don't think I feel like I didn't watch anything like any new movies or anything, but I did have some questions I wanted to ask you guys, but I think I'll, I'll save that. Um, for after Zach, after you talk about some of the new stuff you saw. I I started watching Prospect. Hell yeah. Um, Prospect. Cool. I, I just I, I think I wasn't in the mood for it at the time, but I do um, want to get back to it. So Prospect is the th- one of the things I watched. Um, nice. I actually watched that yesterday. Um, and I watched. So I watched a majority of it and then I had to finish the last 30 minutes in like a second sitting. Um, And so maybe that colors my opinion of it a little bit. Um, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know about (laughs) it. Um, It definitely had moments where I really liked it. Um, But then there were moments of it that I thought it was a little kind of plotting and and slow. Um, But I really like the world um i think the the world building in that movie is interesting uh and the like the mining of a um of like a a biological creature it seemed like um to get like a almost like a pearl um type thing uh was was super interesting what do they call it is it orlac uh i don't don't remember what it was i i I uh I yeah I really like the the like physical um uh skill like the expertise that you had to have to get it. I feel like it could have been fleshed out more in a uh guess a, a movie with a bigger budget. I I think part yeah. of prospect is that um is like going into it with the knowledge that it was made on an extremely extremely limited budget. Yeah, I think um so I I don't want to spoil anything for you Nick. How far did you get into it? Like, what was the last thing you remember happening? Were you talking to me because I just had my headset off? <laughs> yeah, what was what was what was the like last big thing you remember happening? So I don't ruin like a, a major plot well, point. As we were talking about, I think I actually finished it. Um, they were at the spaceship um, where they were mining for pretending, you know, being uh, diggers or whatever the hell they called it mm-hmm. for that one crew killed them all yeah no i, I finished yeah. it never mind yeah i finished the movie and then um, she goes up in the yeah okay yeah okay. I, I, I finished so yeah, I I, yeah. specifically like the scene that won me over in that movie um that would make me like that would like tip the scales is when she has to amputate his arm um oh yeah i, like I think that, that scene was that that was a really cool scene um because of the like um pedro pascal like biting back the the pain um i think that was that was just very well done is Um, this the is seeing prospect the reason you had pedro pascal as your um sergeant gray choice in the clue um in our clue pitch that um yes and his name was also in my mind because i was recently i i watched the mandalorian and he is oh nice nice um so so i watched multiple pedro pascal vehicles uh yesterday um so yeah that that was the main reason though because he did kind of put off that vibe um in that movie yeah i i i I enjoyed it i mean it's not like gonna be a movie i probably rewatch because it was like you said sermon was really slow but uh I, i like the aesthetics of it like i don't know it didn't it didn't seem like it was ripping off your typical uh sci-fi like 
I don't know, uh, like settings and the props, like it was the overall aesthetics of it. Like the guns look super, super weird. Like the spacesuits looked like, you know, like some normal spacesuits, but they had their own little flavor to them. And then this, the whole idea that like, I mean, you still don't really know. Like it was just like this weird ship that hovered around this alien planet and like these scavengers just kind of land on there and hide. And I, I, like there was some sort of jump they had to make in order to like, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand what the timing was between like, like why they had to leave the planet at a certain time. I think maybe that big ship might've been leaving or it might've been something with like the rotation or the sleep. I think it was that the like big space station was making its last pass. And if they didn't make it out in yeah. time, then they were going to be stranded there. Okay. Yeah. Um, something that uh, when I, I, the... uh, I looked up, Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, go ahead. I looked up uh, some stuff from Prospect when we were talking about it last week. Uh, I actually haven't seen it a second time since I saw it in theaters, but one of the things I remembered standing out big time for me was the um, the character. They refer to him as the king. At the end of the movie, uh, the the guys that they're going to dig the Orlac for, they have this guy in like a clear prison, oh, uh, yeah. like a cube, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. this. He's, he almost looks like this Aztec warrior, but he's red. He's bright red and then he escapes and goes berserk. Yeah. But they they indicate that he is like a royalty from some other race that's being transported to be sacrificed. Um, but it's very, very, very vague. And they just kind of they say it in passing. And I, I don't know I, that kind of world. That building was I, that was I one love. of the things that like I yeah, I wish uh, as from a world building aspect that that would have been flushed out a little bit more. That I thought like... was interesting. I like it was just, oh, it was just there in passing. It was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you just see um, this dude in this, like, glass box. You're just like, hmm, I wonder if he escapes later. Like, <laughs> it, uh, so um, Prospect gave me a lot of the same vibe I get in the. Have you guys ever seen the TV show The Expanse? Yeah. Um, the specifically, like, the Belters in it, The Expanse. Um, where it is that like maybe commentary on um, the social class still keeping like things the way they are um, even after going to space and how that limits the availability to certain things. Nice. I haven't seen that show, but uh, does that have John Cusack in it? No, 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 it's a good no. show though. I I, oh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, it's a pretty solid sci-fi show. It yeah, it the first yeah, it, it's good. Um, it takes a little bit, I think, to to kind of really get you to buy in, but it is a very interesting um sci-fi show. Like I would say, it's one of the best ones recently to come out. Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing that I watched, um, so I uh, pitched this last week as something to watch or something that was on my watch list was The Queen's Gambit, um, the Netflix series um, about a female chess player. Um, And I'm assuming you guys have not watched that. Uh, I have not Uh, seen that, no. So uh, my brother told me it was decent. I, I plan on it. I just it yeah. It, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna like spoil anything. It's it's this um, young um, kind of chess prodigy, and it is just the story of her learning how to play chess and then slowly becoming like the best chess player in the world. Um, and it seems it seems like it's not that interesting of a story. Um, but the way that it's told, um, like she's like, she's an orphan. She, she battles, uh, some, some personal demons throughout the show. Um, and then just the way that it makes you, I, I literally this week was, um, Googling different chess moves and, uh, played some chess against the computer just because it was like, so like I, yeah, it it really kind of got into me, um, And it's weird that like chess is not something that I I don't think anyway is super popular. Um, It's kind of a very niche hobby, um, but a TV series about a chess player 
which apparently is based on a book, um, seems to be doing rather well. Yeah, no. Yeah, I just did a quick. I was just saying, I just did a quick Google search, and it's it's interesting uh, to know this probably is a very good sign. This show is uh, rated at one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and the top three um, um, actors in it. Uh, it's got Anya Taylor Joy from The Witch as the lead mm-hmm. actress. Um, she's fantastic. Everything I've seen her in, she's really really good. And then Thomas Birdie Sangster, uh, who I know from Nanny McPhee, but he was also on Game of Thrones. And then Harry Melling uh, is an interesting actor who keeps popping up. He played Dudley in Harry Potter. Yeah. I so I while I was watching, I was like, I know this guy, but like I don't, I couldn't place him. So I mm-hmm. finally went on IMDb and looked everything up, and I was like, holy shit, it's it's Harry Potter's little cousin. Yeah. Uh, He's been in some intense stuff recently. Yeah. Uh, what What's the other thing that he's done recently? Because I did, saw him um, in that as well. He was in, uh, there were two movies. One is um, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and then the other is The Devil All the Time, which I think both are Netflix movies. I think I saw him recently in something else. Um, I don't recognize him. I didn't even at the time (laughs) recognize him. Um, He's he's lost a substantial amount of weight. and now he just kind of looks like a like a nerdy guy. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the couple of things I saw him in were really it was pretty versatile. Like Buster Scruggs and uh Devil All the Time are, are super different. Um uh he's got a look for sure. I think I I don't know. I like people like character actors like that who show up in a role and it's like, oh, that guy but you don't necessarily remember where you know them from, just that you know them. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I watched this week. I mean, I watched The Mandalorian. I, I talked about that, but I'm not nice. going to get super into The Mandalorian because I'm assuming you guys haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, maybe? No, I've watched. I haven't seen... Oh, you, you haven't seen I'm not caught one? up. I haven't seen the most recent uh, one, and I do think at some point we were talking about doing like a post-season discussion. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I would say that this this upcoming episode for you is better than the last for sure ah i um, like the last episode i had some reservations i mean i could talk about it because there were, i was talking to myself about it um today just some of the morality i was like what the hell's going on in the show uh with eating those eggs i definitely so had a kind of a... That was hilarious so did you see the the outcry about that no no yeah like there's uh so the uh in vitro fertilization community um, took took issue with baby Yoda eating one of those eggs and did not think it was cute and funny. Um, And basically uh, Disney or Star Wars or whoever uh, represented them uh, basically said like, yeah, but like it's pretend. Um, And (laughs) so like, like apologized, but also didn't apologize and said like you're making a big deal out of it um which was (laughs) i was more so just trying to feel out where the moral compass of the show was Not it didn't have anything to do with being like necessarily offended or thinking it was offensive it was like hold on i thought this baby was was the source of good but now we've seen him force choke someone in a misunderstanding and he's eating eggs all over the place uh, that, that could, you know, they're not like eggs meant for eating, but they're eggs uh, that are meant to be fertilized and grown to their species It's funny, but it was like, Oh shit. Is this guy, is this guy evil? I, I do. I do enjoy that. That whole, I, I was expecting there to be like a buildup and a consequence of him eating the eggs, but it literally was just like a there's, joke. No, there's not. It was just, it's a, just a joke. Like a, yeah. 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 I was like, Oh, it's just a joke. Um, um, in that episode, yeah, this, oh, sorry, I was saying one episode is is much like more contributing to the story okay. of the season than just well. That, well, that's one thing I like about the Mandalorian is that they have individual mm-hmm. episodes, yeah, like an epi- like an old school episodic sci fi show like Star Trek, perhaps. Yeah, um, that I very much like, and I think. 
you know, I mean, like the way the first season of Mandalorian worked was that like he builds up these connections and allies and it comes to like this uh, season finale where they all help him out in the end. And I imagine, um, you know, the frog people might come into play. But then in this most recent episode, obviously, um, those his new friends. Yeah, are gonna don't tell me about it. Don't. Allies. Yeah, let's not talk about it. I don't want to know. I, I'm going to watch we'll, it. We'll, we'll stop. Uh, uh, well, I do want to say one more thing about that frog episode though because something that i was definitely like oh i need more on that for this to this to be believable is when they said he couldn't go into hyperspace um because it would it would harm the eggs or they wouldn't survive hyperspace i just needed like one more sentence of detail saying why for me to not think like oh that's awful convenient for the plot of the episode Uh, does that make sense like like they would have said like it's too cold or the oxygen gets you can't maintain atmosphere in the cockpit during hyperspace and it becomes ridiculously cold and they'll die. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, women technically carry around eggs and travel through hyperspace. Why doesn't it brew in those? Eggs? Yeah. I feel like we've seen people have normal conversations while going through hyperspace as if it's just like a relaxing experience and not something crazy and dangerous where the conditions would cause you to, to die perhaps if you were in utero. Storm, storm, storm. You just don't know that frogs are allergic <laughs> to hyperspace. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Classic Star well, They Wars just fan. needed to tell me. They just needed one more line that's like, oh, also, we're allergic to hyperspace, so you got to well, take it slow. Well, that's in the third episode, actually. Oh, damn it. Uh, okay. So they're going to they're gonna be like, oh, you, you, you're so lucky. <laughs> and then they show a frog that actually had the allergic hyperspace reaction. Yeah, she, she it's not inside it's, out. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about the Mandalorian a lot, so I'm gonna start yeah. getting caught up. I yeah. watched. What did I watch? I watched. Finished up today. <laughs> it's not a great movie, but uh, it fits a a, a a a cookie cutter type of movie that I like, which is Doom. Doom <laughs> with mean, the Rock. With the Rock and uh, what's his name, Keith Urban. Carl yeah. Urban. Carl Urban. Keith Urban's a fucking <laughs> music singer. <laughs> You're just killing it on names. Yeah. Killed it at the names today. I've been, I've been getting a little stinky drunk, so it's fun. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, those are two, like, really prominent actors nowadays. Oh, yeah. Back then, like, we're kind of just, both just kind of starting out. I mean, maybe not just starting out, but, like, weren't as well known as they um, are. Yeah. With Dune, or I'm sorry, Doom, the movie, not Dune, uh, but with Doom, I, so I don't know if I've ever seen that whole movie, but I, my dad used to watch it all the time, so I would see it on, um, and something that always stuck out to me is I, I like the Doom games, and there's, you know, Doom Guy, and the kind of like the flip in that movie where Doom Guy is not The Rock, but he's the other guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, for some reason, I thought that was like, Almost like a stroke of genius in this weird cookie cutter action movie. The Rock is the villain in that movie, right? Yeah, he becomes the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, which is not common. Um, yeah, The Rock is always the hero. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. It's one of the few movies where he's the bad guy. And then, aside from, uh, wasn't he the bad guy in that one? What's that actor from American Pie? Sean something. Sean yeah. William Scott. Are you talking about Southland Tales? Not Southland you... Tales. Whoa. They're in Australia. Oh. Um, oh, I don't something. He's like were... walking tall. Were no, they in no. multiple movies together? Sean William Scott and The Rock. The Rundown. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, maybe they're. No, they're actually. He's not the bad guy. They're actually like a buddy buddy kind of thing. Wasn't The Rock's wrestling persona like a, a villain? So he was a fan favorite Maybe. Um, who then like became a villain. Okay. Um, but was still like too much of a fan favorite to stay a villain for long. I see. Well, I know he's got a big turn coming up. He's, he's uh, playing Black Adam in the DC uh, cinematic universe that's like a huge villain character but honestly it's super super similar backstory wise to the scorpion king and i wonder how many comparisons are going to be drawn whenever that eventually comes out yeah. like three to five years from now yeah. um so i think i'm pretty sure that the rock as for a point in his career um 
like was against so he started off i think his first movie was like the scorpion king or one of those mummy movies um and then he kind of was in a few action movies and then said like i don't want to do action movies or i don't want to do movie with <laughs> movies with guns um okay. maybe that's what it was uh and it was around the time that his like it had to do with his kids and like the age of his kids oh um and then once his kids became a certain age he was like all right i'm back in i'm back in baby and so that's then, when he made like the tooth fairy uh yeah so okay. like the uh the game plan the tooth fairy all of his like major flops yeah. um were then when he was like a comedic actor um that like it just clearly wasn't working like i uh, i don't know i it's really incredible if you think about it that somebody who made so many shit movies at the beginning of their career is now like i would say one of the top three like highest grossing actors now yeah i think he was yeah he was like the number one for a little while there um yeah he's definitely got that name recognition he can take movies that otherwise like the movie skyscraper with anyone else yeah. that would have been nothing did you and i mean he does he does have like some decent comedy chops um but i don't think he has enough to carry a movie because like the um he he did that movie with uh kevin hart um i don't even remember like central intelligence maybe oh yeah. Um, okay where yeah that was an okay one um he is for a, he's for a minute he's in uh the other guy's yeah, um, that <laughs> that's, that's like one of my favorite scenes in any movie is the rock and Samuel L. Jackson is like these awesome super cops. And then they literally jump off of a skyscraper. They badass people in yeah. actual movies. But yeah, because they like they legitimately believe they're invincible. And so they jump <laughs> aim for the bushes and then they just jump off <laughs> of a skyscraper and die. It's <laughs> like a uh, perfect use of um hero by the foo fighters as well when they're jumping up yeah (laughs) yeah because then it just cuts and it cuts to i think crime tape or like the the tape being put up around the bodies it's like i don't know what they were thinking like (laughs) that oh man the other guys is that movie is so good uh because it's got um god what's his name um Wahlberg. No, 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 no. Uh, the Keaton. chief, Michael uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton as the yeah. chief who all who like night times at Bed Bath and Beyond <laughs> is just awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that that was towards the. I mean, like comedy movies kind of fucking suck nowadays. But uh, um, that was that was one of the last ones that I remember watching. That I'm like, oh yes, I, I have laughed at this. This is good. Yeah, I feel like comedy movies are hit and miss now for me, um, depending on, like, I don't know. It, it just, the rewatchability of comedy movies, I think, for me, is kind of gone. Yeah. Where, where when I was younger, um, I would I would rewatch movies over and over and over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm... But, yeah, um, I was going to mention The, the Rock one of his first like outside of WWE shows um, was uh, appearing in Star Trek Voyager. Fun fact. What? Yeah. Have you, have you seen the episode? Yeah, I have. It's, I think it's in one of the earlier seasons because I haven't finished Star Trek Voyager, but uh, he plays like some sort of like, like gladiator fighter in some sort of like space duel arena. Um, so not to to tie that into what we've talked about earlier in the latest episode of um the mandalorian a professional wrestler a female professional wrestler that goes by sasha sasha banks i don't know because i don't really watch wrestling i know because i was looking at the cast um made her acting debut uh in the this most recent episode nice um and I'm not going to say who she was because I don't want to give it away to it, it would it'd give away kind of some major plot points that are coming up. But we'll um, talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's interesting looking at specifically. I think it's interesting looking at like people's first roles, but looking at people who are kind of already in the entertainment business 
Um, so like looking at like uh, people who maybe get a start in um, singing that then transition into an acting career, seeing what their first role is, uh, is, is really interesting to me. Yeah, I am looking through uh, Dwayne Johnson's IMDb. And on Saturday Night Live, he played a character called The Rock Obama. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but it sounds, it sounds really funny. Uh, <laughs> that, that name is really funny. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, someone was like, we got to get The Rock in to do this. <laughs> I, it was probably when he was hosting. Did he ever host? I don't know. He's hosted at least once. Oh, um, I think he may have hosted multiple times well, i was in 2009 so um so i'm not sure Whoa. i'm not sure if he's hosted multiple times or not but i know that he's hosted at least one big trouble in little china yeah i know he's attached to like a, a remake of that who knows if it'll really? get off the ground that sounds that sounds whack dude i don't that sounds like a movie that i don't necessarily think could be remade yeah, like, yeah uh, that's just like a thing that looks like it happened by accident i mean i don't know i don't know like it's just like a, I don't know. That's a movie in its own place that probably yeah. shouldn't be touched. Gary Old, uh, oh, sorry, I thought I said Gary Oldman. It says Gary Goldman. Okay, close. <laughs> Gary Oldman's writing this. Like he's not a writer. <laughs> um. Okay. So something I, I was planning on like maybe asking you guys about like your favorite movies, or I had a couple of questions, but something I am more curious in asking you, I have kind of like, um. I oftentimes will like fan cast roles that are, are bigger or um, have been cast a ton of times. The one I'm thinking of right now is Batman. There's definitely a few actors out there who have played. Uh, there's a lot who've played Batman, but there's a lot who could play that character. So I just wanted to pose this question to you guys. Uh, one, who's your favorite Batman actor? And two, who's an actor who hasn't played that role that you think could play that role? I can go first if you want a second. Uh, my favorite for sure. It, I, I think Christian Bale is the the best one of what we have, and then um, uh, those movies are just a, a little bit of a cut above, and he, it's kind of a classier performance than a lot of the others. But um, so the Ben Affleck version of Batman, while I don't think he did a bad job necessarily, I don't think that he is the right guy to have ever been cast for that role. I think he showed up for the occasion, but I always thought Josh Brolin. Uh, who went on to play Thanos and Cable? I thought he was perfect for um, like an older grizzled Batman. Yeah, he's um, and definitely it was, got the look. Yeah, I've seen this photoshopped picture of him, his head on the the bat suit, and it looks perfect. Um, so I, I just I always wondered why they didn't do that. And then we'd been mentioning it kind of today. We mentioned um, Carl Urban. I think given his performance in Dread, it's kind of a similar oh, situation. Yeah. It's like, why don't you get one of these guys who you already know? I never understood Ben Affleck. I don't know. I don't want to hate on him. I think he did a fine job. So but... I, I think um, Ben Affleck, of the actors at the time who had played Batman, um, I think he had the most like Bruce Wayne look to him. Okay, um, yeah. But I do not think he... I don't think Ben Affleck is the type of person to be a comic book character. Yeah, it's um, weird. I know, I know like he was in Daredevil, but that obviously flopped. Like He yeah. he does not seem like the person that would get into that role. I, I, I didn't um, mind him in that, that movie. I, the movie just sucked, so it was kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> I also... Yeah, I didn't see... I. I by like personal rule don't necessarily check out the uh, the Superman franchise, okay. um, just because I know I I am not a fan of Superman, and I think the like the world that Superman lives in this is super boring to me. Um, yeah, so I uh, yeah yeah um, I would say that the my favorite Batman uh, is. Um, I don't know. I Christian Bale seems like the obvious answer, um, but I also like Michael Keaton a lot as Batman. Yeah, like uh, that, that was that nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety. Um, that first Batman that that came out. Yeah, I think that's eighty nine, um, and then like ninety one or ninety two is Batman Returns. Yeah, uh, I like him a lot as Batman. Um, honestly, he might be the first person. Like, if you say picture Batman. Uh, like picture the actor for Batman, he might be the first person that I would go to. Nice. Um, yeah. Just because I don't, I don't 
Dark Knight obviously is like really good. It's a great movie. Um, Batman Begins, uh, I didn't love. Um, I thought it was kind of slow, especially like I didn't. I didn't think we needed an origin story for Batman because like everybody knows that. Um, and then the Dark Knight is it the Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, is that the last one in that? Um, I didn't really care for that movie. I thought. Um, I thought that. Tom Hardy pretty much stole like the show in that movie. Um, oh yeah. And and Christian Bale didn't really do much. Yeah. Christian Bale in that movie has a few scenes. I I feel like I I could like defend that movie a little bit. I I think I enjoy it more than most. Um but he has a couple scenes in that movie where it feels like he is not um he's like not rising to the occasion. He's not doing a good job. And it it it's it stand out cuz he um, he's so good, I guess, and committed in the other ones and just having these scenes where it's like, wait a minute, what's his angle? Cause it feels like he's not trying. Um, it, it just, yeah, brings that movie down big time. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Christian Bale. Um, he clearly, those are the best Batman movies. <laughs> um, I don't think that's arguable. Um, I mean, he plays a good, I, I think George Clooney played a really good Bruce Wayne, but I don't yeah. think he has any Batman in him whatsoever. <laughs> no. He was just Bruce Wayne in a bat suit for that. Movie. Isn't George Clooney the, is his Batman the version that had nipples on the suit? I'm pretty sure. Uh, so did Val Kilmer's, but George Clooney I stands did out. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, he's, Val Kilmer was trying to be like the successor to Michael Keaton. So he was being like cool with it where George Clooney knew, seemed like he knew the tone of the movie. So he was just, you know, he was almost, it's almost comedic, his performance. Yeah, I mean, you got fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, straight up doing comedy. Maybe oh, yeah, that movie, trying. that movie is like a train wreck, but also it's like, I, I don't know, the, the 90s, 80s, 90s Batman movies, I think are a lot more fun and a lot more, um, not necessarily pulpy, but they, they kind of have a, a lower budget vibe. They're not, they don't seem like a huge blockbuster. Um, yeah. Like the, the dark Knight trilogy. I, I'm sure they were at the time, but they seem a lot more fun. Um, In particular, like um, a, a popcorn movie more so yeah. than the, uh, um, the second one, Batman returns with Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Danny DeVito and um, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. That might be my favorite of all the Batman movies. I know it's not, on a technical level better than the dark Knight, but that movie is just so much fun. And Batman almost isn't even a character in it. It's like the penguins movie. Uh, it's more of a Tim Burton ride than a superhero movie. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a very derailing thing to mention on Dwayne Johnson's IMDb. And I don't think this is related to him necessarily, but I saw projects in development and it's seal seal team six, 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 which uh, is just a fucking, I mean, I, I Googled it. It's, it's just a, there's a book called seal team six, 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 where um, um, it follows a cadet Jack Walker of the seal team six, six, six squad um, halfway through seal training. He's in, He's still green, but showing incredible promise when he's at, whisked away to join four SEALs and their dog for a special ops mission. Walker soon finds himself in a whirlwind, whirlwind of otherworldly creatures and events as he finds out the true nature of this special ops team. SEAL, SEAL Team 666 battling demons, possessed humans, <laughs> mass-murdering cults, and evil as most dark. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking... Seems like a terrible movie. Uh, a terrible movie? I'd read the book. Oh, and, and hold on here. It's the winner of the Fiction Adventure or Drama Award from New oh. Mexico, Arizona Book Awards. Nice. That's that's very specific. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that movie, if it was made, is probably, you could just put SEAL Team 666 on top of Doom as the title, and that yeah. could be a fucking movie, because... It's just a if it were, if a movie like that were, you know, uh, directed in a way where the vision was so intentionally stupid uh, and self-referential and had like this meta element of like we're making a schlocky yeah. movie, that sounds like something that could be really fun. But given that it's on, you found it on Dwayne Johnson's IMDb page, <laughs> I feel like it would not end up being that fun satirical version that yeah. I'm picturing in my head. 
Yeah, and this isn't necessarily something he's doing. It says projects in development. I don't even know what that means on IMDb. Like, it well, at this point, I mean, at this point, it's a huge toss-up because we don't know. I mean, there's plenty of huge blockbuster movies that have been in development that are like um, uh, on hold, on an indefinite hold, because who knows when theaters will be a thing again. Yeah. It's going to be a permanent switch to streaming. Well, and I yeah, there's a lot of studios, I think, that are in a position where like they're not making movies if the theaters aren't opening that's a fun um, question to ask, they're not, go ahead yeah the well just the movie business um is like at a crossroads between the streaming industry actually like producing content still and a lot of people not wanting their their movies to go direct release um I'm I'm looking f- honestly like I, I I like going to a physical movie theater. It's a fun experience, but I like the quality of movies that streaming brings. Like yeah, it brings uh, takes the the greedy corporate businessmen out of there. Like great, you know, granted, like Netflix is a huge company, but they're pretty open to let people do whatever the hell they want. And uh, I, I like the idea of film kind of transitioning to to Netflix. I think something fun that we could do is in this post show, uh, maybe for like next week, to make a list of three three to five movies that are were produced for streaming platforms that we think are really worthwhile uh, for people to check out. I know that's something I always appreciate is finding like a recommendation for a movie that's a Netflix original that maybe I had no idea about, or even like a Hulu or Amazon studios original. And there's plenty of them. Uh, I, I, I would love to do kind of a deep dive on that. Uh, Amazon studios has put out like some, some movies that have done pretty financially well mm. uh, in the box office. Um, and I'm not sure if it is Amazon then buys, like, I don't know the process that Amazon does with those movies if if the movie had already been released and then they buy the rights to it and then release it on their thing um or if they had been involved throughout the entire process knowing that when it's had its run then it's going to be on their streaming yeah. service uh so I, yeah just um so something i know that amazon studios has in development i'm not sure what stage it is um but I, they they have um greenlit and are in production of a lord of the rings show yeah, but it's for a while. yeah, but it's supposedly it's like the biggest budget of any show um, of all time, um, and that I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to go off of with Lord of the Rings, so I I'm cautiously optimistic and excited to see the development of something like that. Yeah, well, they're not touching anything. I, I think even close to the age. Of yeah, Marvel. it's it's going to be stuff from the Silmarillion. Yeah, not even like it's probably what I hope they do is that there's this um, thing that happens in the Silmarillion where like Sauron infiltrates the men of Numenor and they like have like the men of like the Numenorians used to be like, you know, this big grandiose like powerhouse in Middle Earth. And um, Sauron pretty much does like his own little worm tongue thing and, you know, gets in the minds of these Numenors and they, they split off into this like, there's I can't remember the names of them in so long since I've read the book, but there's essentially like two groups of Numenorians. There's those that like sail off and I think they get tricked by Sauron to go to war with the Va- the the Maiar, the Valar, like the gods essentially. Um and Sauron tricks them into going to war, but then like these gods like kill half the Numenorians and the ones that are left are the ones that are like the they I think they call them like the the true or the pure, like the ones that didn't like betray the Valar also known as the gods. And I think that sort of like the deception with Sauron and that sort of story would be my preferred time frame for that show. Cause damn, I know, um, I know there is uh, Sauron is in the show for sure. Uh, I, I remember seeing a casting breakdown where there were a bunch of roles that were kind of they weren't saying who anybody was, but there was a guy specifically cast as Sauron. Unless they're making up shit outside of the mythos. I mean, that's when Sauron is introduced, I'm pretty sure. Nice. Like that's his first... I mean, he does a bunch of other shit in there, um, but uh, Melkor for the Silmarillion is like the main bad guy. Like, that's Sauron's, Sauron's boss. 
so to speak. Damn. Well, that sounds that sounds cool as hell. Yeah, I I, I mean that obviously is super delayed, but I remember like. Oh yeah, here it says Amazon is expected to spend at least one billion dollars. Oh my god, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's so <laughs> much money. And they're like not Seems even like putting in like super well-known people. That to me, that is a good sign. Um, that it doesn't. They feel confident enough about what they're developing that it isn't. It doesn't need it's to rely on stars. Lot, yeah. yeah, star power isn't a factor. It's going to be the spectacle of of the world. That is the um, enticing element. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch it. I don't know if I'll like it, but I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Do I, uh, going back to Doom, um, I, I kind of want to end this soon, but uh, yeah. <laughs> go, yeah, going fine. back to Doom, um, that we mentioned Resident Evil in the show before, um, that first movie. Like, I, there's something about, like, it's just like I feel like it's just like some masculine monkey in me that just likes it. <laughs> likes a movie where it's just a bunch of dumb fucking soldiers that like get their guns together. They're like, we're gonna fucking be badasses in this place, <laughs> but then they start getting fucking killed off one by one. But there's only one true badass, and he's the good badass. He's not like any. I don't know. It's similar like Resident Evil, where like they have that squad of folks that go in. It's a horror show. They get eaten by zombies, and only Alice remains um yeah it's just, it's a it's a clearly like a style of movie i enjoy it that i feel like that was like the specifically the style of movie you're talking about i feel like existed a lot in the early 2000s oh yeah um like blade uh had a scene i don't know if it was blade or blade 2 had a scene that was similar to that where like i think it was blade 2 where it's like all these people uh who are like they're in the sewers and they're like, yeah, they're ready to rock. And then they just get ripped to shreds by these, uh, um, like little, little vampire guys. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You remember? I think that was like a common trope in, yeah. in like 90 or 2000s action movies was Whoa. the, uh, the elite squad that yeah. just immediately gets annihilated. Well, do you remember McGruber? Deadpool stole, I'm pretty sure, from McGruber this joke, <laughs> but where he like builds up his squad and they like it's like a huge, it's like a 20 minute build up for like him yeah. and his team together, and then they just fucking die immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So funny. Oh man, Will Forte is great. Yeah, and it's all these like it's it's a ton of professional wrestlers, and it's like all these backstories of these huge like behemoth guys. Yeah. Discalda. Yeah. Deadpool ripped off that joke. I don't know. The second one, I'm pretty sure he built yeah. a team and they die immediately. And I'm like, mm, well, I guess it's a funny joke. There was, so there was some funny thing like the Deadpool bit had, I, was it Brad Pitt? Um, as the invisible guy. Yeah. Who, when he gets shocked, it's Brad Pitt. And you're like, what? Uh, and then um, the 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 normal dude, like I don't, was his name Ron or something, um, and he just like it seems like he's gonna survive, but he can't cut his parachute and goes into a wood chipper, like yeah, um, yeah. The Deadpool bit was good, but I yeah, I agree. I think it did steal that that like comedy action comedy movie of like building up your team only to have the team instantly be gone. Which I'm sure that McGruber probably stole that from maybe know, something man. else. I, I maybe not. That. Like, I, I just never saw it before that. And I, I, I just like Will Forte a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm getting tired. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's uh, before we end it, talk about some stuff that maybe we're thinking about checking out or interested in, in watching uh, in the future, in the near future. Um, I mentioned this before, but I am still planning on watching Suspiria, uh, the Amazon Studios version. And when I do, I will definitely talk to you guys about it. Okay. I I, I don't have anything that I necessarily want to watch. Um, eventually, I'll watch The Queen's Gambit. We'll see. Um, yeah, I might watch the, the Resident Evil movie again. The first, <laughs> the first one. I don't like... It, obviously, I mean, even the first one's not a great movie, but... Um, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Um, I think I'm going to check out, um, Umbrella Academy, uh, the Netflix series. Um, 
I was going to watch that earlier, like in the summer. Um, and I got to a point where, um, the, the boys was about a week from premiering. And so I didn't want to double up on, on superhero shows at the same time. So I delayed that until, uh, the boys kind of ran its course and now I have time for it. So I think I'm going to start watching that series. Nice. I don't know if we've talked about the boys uh, much on the podcast, but um, next time we do one of these post-show um, wrap-ups, I I think I would love to talk about the boys. Oh yeah, in a little I, bit I of definitely detail with think you guys. we should. Yeah, I, I, that's just great. Um. So, any recommendations before we go? Um. I I, I want to drop a show recommendation. I don't know how many people have access to HBO, but I feel like for whatever reason. The Wire is like an underrated show. And I, I was going to ask you guys for like a list of your top shows of all time. And it's definitely one of my two or three top favorite shows. So if, if you've never seen that show and you're looking for a procedural like cop show that um, is a little bit more than that uh, and has a really kind of holistic, rounded view of society and culture in general, I highly recommend investing your time and watching the complete series of The Wire. The Wire is... Um, yeah, it's... Shows I haven't watched it in oh, maybe 10 years. Um, how, does it hold up? Have you oh, watched it recently? Yeah. I saw it for the first time just two or three years ago, and I, I okay. watched the series, and then I watched it again. Uh, I liked it so much. Dude, it's great. Oh, man. Nice. It's, dude, I, and, like, there's so many references and, like, like uh, hip-hop. Like, I've heard samples from that all over the place. All the, um, it's, it's, it's just a pretty solid I mean, it's not even like a cop show. It's just like a crime no. show. It's like yeah. it'll uh, all this stuff happens. And it's, yeah, it's it's like moving. Like it's a show that comes up, it like catches you off guard because it feels like a procedural at times. But then, uh, oh, it just gets so. Like I said, it's like almost like a criticism of society as a whole. Yeah. Um. To to kind of go off of what you said with. I don't know if people have access to it. I'm going to suggest an Apple TV show. So I'm sure less people have access to Apple TV than they do HBO. Um, the, the This is going to sound ridiculous. Uh, it's a Jason Sudeikis series called Ted Lasso. Okay. Um, did, have you guys heard of this show? I've heard the name. So Ted Lasso is an American football coach who goes to... Uh, the United Kingdom to coach a professional soccer team, um, knowing very little about the sport of soccer. Uh, and it is, it is like this feel good comedy that, um, when we, uh, my wife and I watched it, uh, when we started watching it, I, from the first episode was like, this show is so stupid. It's so ridiculous. And then by the end of the season, it, like I was, I was sad that it was over because it just like, it slowly chips away and makes you like really fall in love with this buffoon basically, um, who culturally doesn't really fit in very well. And, um, it, it yeah, he goes through some real moments. Um, it's, it's an interesting show. Um, it's definitely a comedy. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. You said nice. Apple Apple TV. I I only watched a few of the episodes because I wasn't watching them legally. Um, sorry, my dog's being lame. Um, the Mythic Quest with uh, what's his name, Rob McDonald or uh, whatever. Mickleham uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um I watched that show a few episodes of that show a while ago, but uh, I enjoyed that um a lot a lot of the reason was because i played world of warcraft in my day and that yeah that i i watched that show as well that was one that if you've if you have gotten into that world uh and you you get the stuff they're talking about that show comedy wise is very funny yeah um if you're into like gamer culture at all um yeah i would definitely check that out too they also did uh you're probably not aware of this because you it doesn't sound like you watch them all they did a quarantine episode really? um, where it was the entire episode was a zoom meeting for the company during quarantine. Um, and each person I, I think recorded themselves. Um, and it was actually like a pretty, uh, pretty like 
heartfelt episode about um like the the struggles people were going through during that time like just being isolated um wow. but yeah it, that that episode was recently um in comparison to the rest of the series um i have one last thing i want to recommend because i just remembered i did watch something new this week um i saw the first episode of the show Moonbase eight uh it's free on youtube this is a showtime series starring tim heidecker john c Riley, and fred armison um i really like those three guys as comedic actors and i kind of had set my expectations really low because i was like how good could it be um it there's no way it's gonna uh even meet the expectations that i'm putting on it um so i intentionally went in with with a low expectation but if you like the dry the dry humor of those guys um kind of more like portlandia than anything tim or uh john c Riley are doing i i really recommended it it right away it subverted my expectations for even what the setup of the show would be um, in a real fun, fun kind of quirky way. I similarly like all those guys. And dude, I couldn't get through that. You couldn't I, get through it. Oh, shit. I, like, I like all that shit, all that, all that weird humor, all the mm-hmm. dry stuff. I just like, I, like, I just, I didn't laugh. Oh, and, no. Like, <laughs> I, just, I don't find this funny, man. Like, I'm like, oh, I like all these guys. Like, I get it some parts, but it was just like, I was searching for it. I was searching for it. Real yeah, hard. I could. I mean, like I said, I went in with really low expectations. The, I think the joke that saved it for me, um, and this is a mild spoiler, but um, Tim at one point said, like, when I was in college, I did all sorts of drugs. I, I just did all the drugs. I, I smoked weed. I did grass, marijuana, pot, <laughs> edibles. I had so many pot brownies. I, I gained 200 pounds. And it, <laughs> I just I thought that was such a like a Tim and Eric joke to be snuck in there. That sounds funny. I probably didn't get to that. I mean, I'll try it. I mean, I want to like it. Um, it but... felt like a good setup for broader things. But yeah, like I said, it was like one of the most dry things I've ever watched. Um, but I, I like that. I like being like, I guess, made uncomfortable almost by how trying the humor is. All righty. Well, I'm going to go. Um, okay. right on. Um, so let's go ahead and end our recording. So thanks for listening to the after show. Yay.